0: One, two, a one, two, three. I baked a hundred loaves of bread. I fell down on my head. I vacuumed till I sweated. Ate food that I regretted. I sat near the fire wearing questionable attire. I made a new incision to improve my circumcision. I, yeah. My hair's unruly and I learned to make tabouli. I felt kind of groovy. I watched every single movie. You know I've been depressed. I never even got dressed. I was feeling full of pity. So I joined a subcommittee. Uh-huh. I learned the word abrogation. Tried to find a new vocation. Searched a whole skyscraper. Trying to steal some toilet paper. Made a bong out of a peach. Gonna brush my teeth with bleach. I prayed for a vaccine. I learned about hydroxychloroquine. Yeah! I was sitting on the toilet trying to get some unemployment and stayed in the bathroom for a meeting on Zoom Forgot I wasn't wearing pants, I did a little dance I was jiggling down below when everybody got a free show I wore my sleeve on my heart, I found a new body part I learned about zinc sulfate and how to meditate I was naked in the cape, I tried to do some manscape I lost a little bit of blood, but I still felt like a stud I high-fived a little kid, I thought I got COVID, Listen to Jerry Garcia, made my own tortillas. Found a new cake mix, I checked my body for ticks. Got run over by a bus and a tornado almost killed us, I, yeah. I became unemployed, started getting paranoid, I was eating a burrito and got bit by a mosquito. Grew a garden full of cheer, I got cauliflower here, I read all of Macbeth and I learned it. Should. I was acting like a nut. Started growing out my stubble. I've been living in a bubble. Everything was unbearable. I started feeling terrible. Thought I should buy a gun. Instead I got a man Blur. I gotta get some social distance to help with my existence. Need some logical assistance to a path of least resistance. I'm feeling undesirous. No one wants to hire us. I every song by Milo Cyrus. All about coronavirus. I might blast off, but I cover my cough My pants are getting baggy and I'm looking kind of shaggy, uh uh-huh. Well, I'm the king of innuendo. I can make a big crescendo, you know I cut my hair, but I just don't care Maybe I should join the Navy Give myself a shavy Accidentally got a cold kiss I think I need an exorcist Help! I don't really want a buddy, But I'm feeling like a and I've been sweating in my body And I'm feeling kind of snotty I suppose Shove a tip up my nose I'm getting kind of grouchy I'm in love with Dr. Fauci Uh-uh I guess that I could steal a tank I may be going rob a bank And hit my arteries hot Until I get a pot. I don't need to wear shoes I guess I'll get
1: Steve Pulse with his new single, Quarantine Blues. And I gotta say, that may be the best use of a lyric video I have ever seen in my life. And to learn more about the song and Steve's life during these strange, strange times, we're pleased to welcome Steve Pulse back to Folk Roots Radio. How are you doing, Steve?
2: Jan, my favorite person. It's good to be talking to you again. I feel like we've really gotten to know each other over these years and hanging out backstage and different festivals and gigs and what have you. And now via the internet. So it's cool.
1: Well, it was funny because the last time that we saw each other, that was of course on KMO. And I think I was yes. one of your 2000 close friends at your wedding. Oh, right. You were now, as I understand it, I think you're in San Diego. Cause I know you moved to Nashville. And- I just
2: came in from the ocean. I was just swimming.
1: You moved to Nashville, I think, in 2016, but you've decided that if you're going to be quarantining, that probably San Diego would, I would say, would be a better place to be doing it anyway. Well, you know what
2: happened, Jan? We were in Nashville, and that's where our home is, and I love it there. It's just It was July 20th, and it was really hot and humid, and my dad was sounding very lonely. He's 90, and you met him, so I just thought, let's drive out there. And stay for three weeks. And I'm still here. We just haven't left because why leave? It's too beautiful here.
1: Yeah. No, well, it certainly is strange times. And I was admiring your, you know, the photos on social media. Actually, I saw this wonderful uh, goofy cover for COVID today or something that you put up. Oh, yeah. Uh, (laughs) Which is is fun. It's just I, I think that, you know, Times are strange enough as they are, and you need to use humor as much as possible to get through it. Has that helped you get through these difficult times? It
2: helps me get through everything in life because, as you know, you can get stressed out. I know I can. And I I'm always feel like I'm teetering on the brink of just going off of the edge. So I actually like social media for the creativity aspect of it all. And I love words and stringing words together. And I like making like fake magazine covers and doing stuff with pictures and videos. So it's really fun for me. I I'm, I'm sort of of that group where I actually like that part of it. I don't mind it at all.
1: No, that's great. Well, we started off with the wonderful quarantine blues and I'll be honest, you know, I I've been playing a lot of COVID songs on folk roots radio over the last few months. And I, I thought, you know, I haven't seen anything from Steve Poles. When is it going to come? But it finally has come. And you know, I mentioned at the start, what a wonderful lyric video because your words are wonderful. I think in some (laughs) ways, maybe every song needs to have a lyric video to go along with it because so people can get the full experience. uh, Yeah, well, when we recorded that,
2: I went up to my friend Jason Mraz has a studio in Oceanside, uh, north of where I'm at, like 25 minutes. And it's more on the border of Oceanside and Fallbrook, I guess. And he has an avocado ranch and he's got a studio up there. And I made a record called Folk Singer and you played songs off of that. And the guy that produced it is Jeff Berkley and he's here in San Diego. And so I said, uh, hey, Jeff, I got this new song I wrote and I wanted to record it live. And I wanted it to be kind of like Bob Dylan's subterranean homesick blues where there's a band and no chorus at all. Just verse after verse after verse. So we, we did it like 57 times and the 57th one felt good. I was drenched in sweat and my voice was shot and we just got it on that one. I wanted it to really feel like we were a band that had played it a lot. It was hard to memorize all the lyrics. And I, I have a weird way of memorizing lyrics where I will end a verse and picture the next thing that connects the verse in some weird idea in my head, a photo of something happening. So on that one, it would be like, I baked a hundred loaves of bread, I fell down on my head, I vacuumed until I sweated, ate food, but I regretted. it. I sat near the fire wearing questionable attire. I made a new incision to improve my circumcision. Uh-huh. My hair is unruly and I learned to make tabbouleh. I felt kind of groovy, watched every single movie. And you know, I've been depressed. I never even got dressed. I was feeling full of pity, so I jumped a subcommittee, uh-huh. And so with subcommittee, I figured they would use the word abrogation because they might repeal something in the subcommittee, and that's what uh abrogation means, so it leads into it. Join a subcommittee, uh-huh. I learned the word abrogation, tried to find a new vocation, searched a whole skyscraper, trying to steal some toilet paper, made a bong out of a peach. I learned to brush my teeth with bleach. I prayed for a vaccine. I learned about hydroxychloroquine, yeah. And then that led into a Zoom call and it just goes on. I picture the hydroxychloroquine, me guzzling it while sitting on the toilet on a Zoom call. So all these things happen in my head. And I have all these visuals. And so I've always been able to memorize lyrics really fast. It's one thing I can do. Everything else in my life is, has no organization to it at all.
1: I'm not sure I would agree with that because you're one of the, the best live performers I've seen in my life. And we're not going to actually talk about live performance at this moment. We're going to save that for a little later. It does amaze me how you retain all this. I mean, you know, it's, it's obviously your superpower having watched you do the sewing machine song which is an amazing live performance in its own right you know you are supremely talented as far as playing with words are concerned but i i want to steer the conversation into the other things that you've been doing while you've been locked down apart from going to the beach and and chilling in san diego which seems to be the sort of place we should all be at at the moment uh what other things have you been doing to spend your time i mean it. I'm, I'm curious as to when we're going to have more Steve Pulse coming through, not just this single, but, you know, I'd love, you know, perhaps more humorous words.
0: Yeah, I've been writing a lot of songs
2: and um, baking a lot of bread, as have most people, and I was cooking a lot and making tortillas. I love making tortillas, homemade tortillas with masa harina and making salsas and going on a lot of walks and trying to stay positive and reading books. Oh my gosh, I read True Grit, it was so good. I read this book called Shantaram, which is fantastic. And right now I'm reading *Lake Life. And next I'm gonna read Mrs. Everything, which is on the Times bestseller list and watching a lot of news. And I've learned a lot about coronavirus. I feel like I'm kind of an expert watching the briefings, you know? So I follow that. And then, of course, politics is a nonstop show down here where I live as compared to where uh, you guys are. I wasn't going to use the
1: I wouldn't use the word show. I was thinking of another word that might be slightly. Double S. Yeah, slightly rude.
2: It can be scary, but I try to stay positive. I don't know how it's all going to play out, Jan. I just don't know.
1: Well, I know I just want to put a teaser in for the, the end of this conversation because I know we have one song that, you know, maybe gives an idea of how we could try and fix things, but I'm not going to say any more than that just now because we're <sighs> going to play one of your songs from your wonderful Shine On album, which came out okay. last year. We're going to play Balling on a Wednesday because this is a... What I love about this song is, to me, it it's quintessential Steve Pulse. but, you know, it's just the way that... You get little things in your life that start you off writing a song or, you know, just writing whatever down. You know, I know you write a lot on social media about some of the things that that happen and just let, you know, word associations take you wherever they go. But Ballin' on a Wednesday was a wonderful story and became a wonderful song. So before we play it, explain to our listeners exactly what this song's about.
2: Well, songs, you, you have to be ready for them and you have to be available to those moments when creativity strikes and it could be anything, whether you're writing a blog, there are moments when you're, when I personally can be overcome with a burst of creativity. And part of that is just doing it often and knowing that if an idea strikes, don't let it sit too long you want it to gestate sometimes, but other times you just want it to become a song where it just blurts out of you. And so for me, I was in Nashville and I went out to eat and I gave the girl who rang up my sandwich. It was like only $7 and 67 cents. And I gave her a hundred dollar bill. And when she saw the hundred and it, and it was a Wednesday, she said, Ooh, balling on a Wednesday. And that made me laugh so hard. And it was such a Southern thing in Nashville, Tennessee type of thing that somebody would say to you. And she had a gold tooth as well, which I love. And so I said, I got to go home right now and write this song. And luckily for me, I'm good friends with a guy named Anthony DeCosta. And if you don't know his music, I'd recommend checking it out. He lives in Nashville too. And we co-write a lot of songs. And I told him I had an idea for a song and I sang him the chorus, just thinking I was going to write it. And in my mind, I thought, maybe I shouldn't tell him this. He might steal it, because I like the hook of Ballin' on a Wednesday. He was over at my house in 10 minutes, and we co-wrote it. So that's how that song existed. And then we made a video right near where I live in Nashville. And Sharon, my wife, actually plays a police officer in it. So you'll see her in this video. Fun fact.
1: That's Steve Poults with Bolin on a Wednesday. Steve's our special guest on Folk Roots Radio today. It's always a pleasure to talk to this man. The thing with an interview with Steve Poults is you're never quite sure exactly where it's going to go because he just lets it go and it's just, uh, you know, it's, it's just such a pleasure to talk to you and I think that You know, everybody needs a bit of Steve Poults in your life. The sad thing is that you're used to normally playing, what, like 250 gigs a year, isn't that? You you, you play a lot of shows on a regular year. You must be going stir crazy if it wasn't for the fact you could go to the beach and chill out and everything in California and make bread. But seriously, it must be completely different for you not to be able to, to be out on the road gigging like you normally do.
2: It is. And at first I was really enjoying it, the time off, and I looked at it as if it was a gift that was just handed to me, this pandemic. I thought, wow, I've always wanted to take a year off. I've always said I was going to, but in my heart of hearts, I knew I just wasn't going to, because I have a hard time saying no to gigs when they arrive. Because I think if I don't take it, it'll never come back. I won't get that opportunity again. And I've built this little business I have. And the key to life for me is, being in the moment and being able to find a way to survive with my own two hands and make money and also feed my soul. And I've been able to do it through music and I've done it for years. So I'll play 150 shows a year, but that means I'm gone 300 days a year because the gigs are Australia, Toronto, Guelph, San Diego, New York city, Tulsa, Oklahoma, Sedona, Arizona, and then maybe Glasgow, Scotland, and then back over to Perth, Australia this time. So I'm constantly en route and I'm traveling and I'm getting to the gig. And so I have really enjoyed the time off, but I'm starting to get really edgy and I'm finding it's manifesting itself in weird ways. Every once in a while, I'll become very impatient, like maybe talking to my manager or somebody and all. Uh, just feel like I'm getting really grouchy and grumpy over decisions I have to make that just seem so trivial to me. Where I'm talking about something that just seems lame, like <laughs> that. What, what I used to like, if you want to play for these 15 people and drive up, and it'll be socially distanced and everybody has to wear masks. And sometimes I just feel like going. You know what? Screw it all. And I can get. I find myself getting sort of impatient. So I have to. I'm trying to learn to be more patient and not let it get the best of me where I get so frustrated. So honestly, yes, I'm like a horse that's been tied up too long. And I'm a horse that needs to run and I'm ready for this pandemic to be over and done with maybe by 2022. I don't know. I was talking to my friend Liz Scott the other day, who's the artistic director of Mariposa Folk Festival. Of course you're familiar with that. And she was getting very frustrated because she was going to come on the road with me and Cape Breton and all through Nova Scotia and New Brunswick as well. And she would help me do that tour and play all these really cool old little halls and everything. And we had to cancel all those. And so, you know, we're all dealing with it in our own way. I'm sure you're ready to get out
1: too. Well, that's a difficult question because you know now I, my radio world comes to me, and oh yeah, and I have been you accu- know, I have been accused yes. of being one of those people who actually is quite enjoying the pandemic because they're just doing more of what they love to do. You know, which is in my case, stay downstairs working on my radio. I miss the live music. I'm actually going to be at a drive-in show this coming. Uh, I'm going to be hosting a drive-in show on saturday night which i'm kind of looking forward to doing that's the first live show we've had in a while but you have a live show coming up as well because i think in november you'll be at the city winery right in nashville
2: yes in nashville on november 17th i'm doing two shows a 6 p.m show and a 9 p.m show i mean this is all hopefully everything goes along as planned but it's 125 people per show socially distanced outside they'll have a tent set up and probably heat lamps because it'll be starting to get a little bit colder there in Nashville. So I'm really looking forward to that. But you know who else is like you right now? I'm very happy with this is Jewel. I don't know if you remember yeah. the singer Jewel. And this is kind of a funny thing because I talked to Jewel a lot. As, as you know, we wrote a big hit song of hers called You Were Meant For Me. And that's coming up on its 25th anniversary. So she's flying me out to Telluride where she lives. And she's going to do a show from the Opera House in Telluride with very few fans, but it'll go out on the internet. And it's, we had recorded that record at Neil Young's ranch, 25 years ago, we lived at Neil's ranch and she had a record deal with Atlantic records. And that record sold 15 million records. And I had a couple songs on it. So we're going to do the record from start to finish together and talk about it. But I've been talking to Jewel a lot because we've been going over maybe what we want to talk about. And she says, Paltzi, I am so happy. I don't go anywhere. And she does a lot of Zoom stuff. She has a studio set up, just like you, a really cool looking studio. And she goes, I'm really happy with this whole thing. I don't, Because she didn't like going on the road. I'm a road dog, and I'm like a dog that wants to pee on every fire hydrant. Yeah. She's just like – she's so happy being yeah. home. And so you guys are similar in yeah. that vein.
1: I, I did want to ask you about the, the live performance before we get to our final song. Um, when we were on Chi you did that wonderful show in the Stardust Theatre where you basically, uh, I can't remember the exact title, but it was, you know. It was Oh, like A Brief History
2: of My Life. A
1: Brief History of My Life. And you showed lots of wonderful uh, photos of your family. You know, everybody had got to meet your father, Joe, met Sharon, met Kathy, your sister, on the boat. Uh, But it was really nice because, you know, you were able to share, you know, stories about your mom and everything else who's sadly no longer with us. And it was just really quite a beautiful experience. What I loved and I think really reinforced this idea of you being a consummate performer because, you know, you're so zany that everybody could say, oh, yeah, that's just Steve doing his Steve thing. But what comes clear is, you know, you are an artist in all aspects. I mean, you really take this very seriously. I'm curious as to whether that show, I mean, to to move things on a bit, is that show something that you're going to be doing more of when we do get opened up and get the opportunity to get back on the road? So
2: first of all, thanks for what you said about that show because sometimes I need to hear things like that. Not that I'm needy, but it makes me feel good that you said that because it was a risk to do it. Not that I'm risk adverse because I'm not. I'm actually... I love risk. It's just when I did a show like that, it's bearing a lot of my soul. And so I would like to take it even deeper and get something that's just even better. I know I could make it even better and get more pictures and really establish this show like a one man show. And, uh, I've seen people do, uh, one person shows, over the years, like Spalding Gray, sw- I think it was called Swimming to America, Swimming to Cambodia, maybe, it's really good. Laden Wainwright III has one that he put out that was fantastic, and Springsteen on Broadway. And there's different ways of going about that. So yeah, I'm really into, I, as you know, I love live performance. So part of it would be weird because I would, more, I would have to adhere to some sort of a set list, and I don't know whether I like that or not. I know Leonard Cohen. I know we're gonna play a song coming up that mentions him. Leonard Cohen, I knew his drummer really well, Raphael Gale is his name. And he told me with Leonard shows, every night it was perfectly scripted down to an X on the stage where Leonard would kneel, take his hat off and say, when I was a young man, and then hold it under his heart. He'd say the exact same words, everything. And to, to Leonard Cohen, it was like a form of meditation to do the exact same show, almost like Tai Chi or something. But for me, I'm like a weird offspring of maybe if Robin Williams and James Taylor had a kid or something, you know, and they had this freakazoid kid that I, I like being able to ad live, and think on my feet. So I would like to have the photos and then be able to riff on them and take a left turn where I want to take a left turn. So I still have that element of danger in the show because what I love the most is walking out on stage and not knowing what's going to happen, but having an arsenal of things to choose from for whatever weapon I need for that part of the show. So I think, Oh, I see somebody yawning over there. There's somebody laughing there. I see that this type of humor is working. So I'm adding this all up in my head. It's
1: like, and
2: it's, I'm thinking, oh, this song's going to work next. I'll tell a story about this because I have so many stories to tell, or I'll tell a story about what happened that day or something stupid I did. So my goal has always been to be able to bring people together and maybe poke fun at myself of stupid things I've done that people can relate to. And rather than make people feel that they're less than in the audience, make them go, maybe from the audience, look at what an idiot that guy is, but it's making me laugh. And so... I'm still working on that perfect balance of laughter and seriousness because sometimes I'll take a show and I'll just be pure goofiness and then I'll do a quiet song. And people go, wow, I didn't know you could do that. And I think how do I develop all of this? Cause I had a manager at one point that was like, you just need to do comedy, do a comedy show. And I was like, no, I don't want to because I have this other side. So it's been a slower climb for me because I want to do all these different things. And in a way it's hard to find the shelf to put me on. Do I go in the international food section or do I go on the cold cuts? Or do I go over here with the cheeses or maybe by the produce? I kind of want to be everywhere in the store and find a way to use that. And so here I am 60 years old and I'm still searching for that perfect show, and I'll probably never attain it, but it's fun to know that it's out there, the holy grail.
1: Yeah, I, I guess I kind of like the idea of like a, a Just for Laughs showcase that maybe could live online, you know, and, and maybe it yes. is, you know, maybe it's, it's something that you, you know, you maybe do a residency for a short period of time. But then it, it's a bit like Springsteen on Broadway, you know, most of us couldn't get to see it, but you can go online and, and watch that show if you want to watch it.
2: And what a show that was. Yeah. I got to see it, man that was fantastic. And so it, it's good to have goals. And I, I see what you're saying and it, it would be neat to do a show like that. And it works well in a theater, but part of what I like to do is like a lot of times people say, you know, where's one of your favorite clubs to play. And for me, I really love Toronto and there's a club there called the Dakota. And there's something about the Dakota for me. that I love and what it is is, It only fits about 120 people. It's got low ceilings and you have to walk downstairs. Your cell phones don't really work down there, which I like. And it's a bar, the bars to the right side of the stage. People are standing. I like it when a crowd's standing and seated and there's sort of an irreverent energy because they're not serving meals in between. It's not too precious. It's sort of got a little bit of punk rock vibe to it. And I find that that just works for what I do in the in the low ceilings and the, the club doesn't go too deep but I like everybody packed in really close. Remember when we used to be right next to each other rubbing shoulders and
1: being <laughs> like able you, to like do your that? wedding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it that's it, that's it's fun. Well, you know whatever you do it is always fabulous. Uh hopefully we will be back out. You'll be on the road, I will be out a bit more than i am at the moment but we'll be out there having fun and sharing the music it's always a pleasure to talk to you we're going to finish with the song that you mentioned with leonard cohen in it is hey god i'll trade you donald trump for leonard cohen which may be a pretty good idea at the moment
2: yeah that song was one of those that where i was referring to earlier where you got to be available when the muse strikes you And I was at Woodford Folk Festival in Woodford, which is near Queensland, Australia, right north of New South Wales. It's way up there. And it's a great festival. You probably have met Chloe Goodyear at one of those folk Mm -hmm. conventions. She's the programmer. And, man, I was playing, and that was right before Donald Trump, right after he got elected, and Leonard Cohen had just died. If you recall, Leonard Cohen died I think the day after he, Donald Trump got elected or the day before, I can't remember, I think it was the day after. And a guy said to me, are they going to let you back in the United States because you're <laughs> such a weirdo? And I said, I don't know. And, they, and then he said, it was such a drag about Leonard Cohen. And I said to him, man, I'd trade Donald Trump for Leonard Cohen right now. And then I think Chloe may have said, that sounds like a song. And I said, I got to go write it. So, I went to my tent. I was camping at that festival. I had to be on stage in 45 minutes. And I wrote the song that fast. I I just furiously scribbled it down. And then I walked out on stage and I had somebody hold. And I walked out on stage. I think I was wearing a bathrobe just because it seemed like a good idea with only my underwear underneath. And I said, I stole this bathrobe from the last hotel I was at. And I want to do this song I just wrote. Can somebody hold the words? And I had somebody come up out of the audience. I mean, you've seen my shows. You know how that happens. And there was probably 4,000 people in the audience. It was a festival, so it was a big tent. Somebody came up and held the words. And I did that song, and it got a standing ovation. And now here we are almost four years later. So I'm glad that we get to revisit this song because a bunch of people had just died that I mentioned in the song.
1: A great way to finish the interview. Steve Poults, it's always a pleasure to Jan, I love with.
2: talking to you. Yeah. Well, I have going to say,
1: Steve Poults is somebody you need to see whenever you get the chance. His website is Poults.com. You can find him on social media. I would definitely encourage you to follow him there because you will be entertained without doubt. This is Steve Poults with Hey God, I'll Trade You Donald Trump for Leonard Cohen. Stay safe and well, everyone. We will get through this. And Steve, you'll be back on the road soon.
2: Yes. Thank you.
0: Come on, God, you know The planet's in the pisser We don't need some swindler Pussy grabber and a kisser What do you say, God? Donald Trump or Princess Leia? Hey, God, i trade you Donald Trump or David Bowie Come on, God, you know The Russian nukes are getting glowy The heats are coming down when it should be nice and snowy, what do you say, God? Donald Trump of Ziggy Stardust. Hey, God, I trade you, Donald Trump, for half I'll even throw. When I see Cheeto Jesus, man, it makes me want to win. The planet hasn't been the same at all ever since. What do you say got Donald Trump for weekend free?
1: Let me sleep.